listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos, your one-stop for non-stop basketball talk. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops, on Twitter and Instagram. Now, here's Tip-Off with Rob and Nick. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast, week 22. We are ready to jump right into it. Rob, how's, how was your week? How, how have you been doing? It's only been one week, but it's been pretty solid. Not going right. to lie, the basketball has been good. Good, that's good to hear. Yeah, we had an exciting week in basketball. Ready to jump right in, as I said. Let's go. Paul Millsap finally returns for the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets currently stand eighth in the West. They actually dropped off since the All-Star break. However, they get a big addition with Paul Millsap coming back from the broken wrist. Um, Yeah, I think this is a huge move. Well, it's a huge addition since they really uh, need another guy to get his own and take a lot of pressure off their young talent. I think Paul Millsap will definitely help them. He looks pretty decent in the 25 minutes that he's been getting. Yeah, Rob, I think it's just huge push for the Denver Nuggets in this playoff push. Absolutely. Paul Millsap is a guy that you plug in there with the the savvy young talent that the Nuggets have. Paul Millsap's a good veteran. He's around 32, I believe. And, you know, it's very jumbled up right now in the Western Conference. You got OKC was in the eighth seed a couple uh, games ago. And then you got Minnesota. San Antonio is now falling a little bit with uh, LaMarcus Aldridge having a a little injury issue. And Portland moved all the way up to three. And then you got New New Orleans is staying right there. So... Bring him in, uh, Paul Millsap, back into the equation really helps. And, like, I was watching the first game that he got back, and coming off the bench he had, uh, I believe it was 14 points or something like that, a really a really good stat line. He had, a, I think, like two blocks, a couple steals. So he's a guy that you immediately plug in. He's a veteran guy. He, yeah, he's a bit on the older side, but he can still play. Last year he made the all-star team with the Atlanta Hawks, so he's a guy – that you bring in there with with the Jokic and Jamal Murray and uh, Wilson Chandler and all these uh, other young players that they got over in Denver, and they look really scary, man. And there's a reason why LeBron wasn't looking forward to the one through sixteen seed because they were matched up with the Denver Nuggets. If that were to happen, and the NBA were to stupidly do that, yeah, the, the I Denver think- the Denver Nuggets can really play basketball and. and and bringing in Paul Millsap really, really helps them out. Yeah, I think they need him, especially since they dropped to eighth. But, you know, the West is so wide open right now from three to eight. You could see so many possibilities of jumping up and down. And I think Paul Millsap definitely gives Denver that addition that they needed in this um, late playoff push. So uh, you want to ready to move on? Yeah, let's move the, on. Uh, I think I think Paul- James Harden. Yeah, let's move on. James Harden, in an yeah. interview with uh, ESPN, comes out and says... It's definitely our year. <laughs> when asked, obviously, he was asked by the reporter. You yeah. know, you know what? What do you what do you think the expectations are for the Houston Rockets? Where do you guys think you can go? And he says, "It's our. It's definitely our year." And obviously, that hearing that, you can tell that they're thinking it's going to be a championship year for Houston and bringing back a title, the first title since 1995 with a uh, Hakeem the Dream and. And Clyde, big shot Cl- Clyde Bob. Drexler, so big shot Bob. So, Kenny the Jet, Kenny the Jet, can absolutely keep can keep going. But 
obviously it's the, the question here is really do you believe in the the hype around the Houston Rockets I I particularly don't believe that they're going to see the same kind of success in the in the postseason as they do right now the regular season they're putting up big numbers man they're playing really good basketball and you can't deny that they're like first first or second in mostly every offensive category they shoot the three extremely well they pass the ball really well and they're solid on defense but they have in terms of where like now they automatically want to say and when I say they I mean Everyone in the world of basketball, all these fans, all these media outlets want to say, oh, they can challenge Golden State because Golden State has had a couple hiccups here and there throughout the season. Until, like I've said before on this podcast, until they actually do it, you can say as much hype around it as you want. Same thing with Cleveland. Remember when everyone was like, oh, Boston's going to take Cleveland out when they were struggling and then they got the new additions that with Cleveland that you could see that aren't really making too much of an impact right now. But since they still have LeBron James, Celtics got whopped by Cleveland. Well, and everyone's like, oh, Cleveland or um, Boston's going to challenge Cleveland and everything like that. But it's you just can't say that with the Houston Rockets until they actually do it. Well, listen, let's start off with uh, James Harden's statement that's our year. I mean, I love that move. I love that move. He's saying he's very confident. He's confident. He believes in his team, and I don't blame him because he has the number one seed right now in the West. You know, standing. We understand that Golden State's very good. They are. You know, they've been the probably the best team in basketball for the last couple years. Correct. Uh, talent wise, especially with the addition of Kevin Durant last year. But you know, if you're a Houston Rockets fan, this is what you gotta love. You gotta love your team going out there and saying championship or bust. And I don't. I don't hate the move. Um, as for what you were saying that they got to dethrone Golden State first, I mean, you definitely you 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 can't debate that they do have to be Golden State. But in a seven game series, I think they could give them a decent chance. Um, I believe. Listen, you never I, know. I firmly, you never know. I firmly believe James Harden or Chris Paul, either collectively or individually, will choke. Whether it's Chris Paul. Not showing up because my argument with Chris Paul not being a top performer when it comes to talking about with LeBron James or Dwayne Wade and his whole, uh, you know, the two banana boat brothers that he has is Chris Paul's an individual that will give you a nice little stat lines. But when it comes up to, oh, I need a game where you need to get me 40 or give me a huge game and the expectations are at its highest and like, okay, Chris Paul, you need to go out and get me this specific number that a guy like Kevin Durant can go do and a guy that LeBron can do. Chris Paul can't do that. Yeah, but Kevin Durant and LeBron are different than Chris Paul. Even even if you look at guys like when Russell Westbrook goes out there. But they're different players. But... Look at the way they play. And ex- their style. Okay, and exactly that's what I'm saying, and that's the problem that you see with Chris Paul's game that he can't individually do that. Now he has James Harden. James Harden, yeah. And then now looking right now with James Harden, what did he do last year? He would disappeared in games uh, six. At, was that a seven game series with San, uh, San Antonio? I think it, he disappeared in. It, it was seven, either six yeah. or seven, and he just di- or six and seven, and he disappeared, and he was nowhere to be seen. So. Until I see, especially when they're going up against Golden State, I can legitimately see with how deep, and like we were talking about when we were talking about Millsap, you see how jumbled up the back end of the Western Conference is. They're a first seed. If they match up with OKC in the first round, I could see OKC winning the series. Yes, but now it's in the it's in the favor of Houston, obviously. But they have a lot of talent on their end. And even if you see if Jimmy Butler comes back with the Timberwolves or even without him, they have a lot of talent that could go up against Houston. 
everything's nice and good in the regular season, and you can hype it up all you want. But playoff basketball is a different animal, and I don't see the Houston Rockets handling it. I could see them getting bounced in the first round. I can see them getting bounced in the second round. Maybe they'll make the Western Conference Finals, but they're not making the finals. Wow. that's a, I mean, listen, they're 15 in a row right now. Good for them. They're playing good basketball, Good for Rob. them. Remember when the Miami Heat went on a 26-game uh, winning streak with LeBron? They lost the championship to the – who did they lose? San Antonio. Oh, my God. I just had a – brain fart but it's 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 the same thing you can have all these great winning streaks and all this in sports in general look at golden state they went 70 73 and and nine or what 72 i don't know no they won 72 games 72 games 72 they they you can win all these games and have a fantastic regular season but it's not gonna always pan out in the postseason, and that's where I see the Houston Rockets going, and I don't see them winning the winning a championship or even getting to the finals. All right, we'll and just have to wait and see. That's my that's my rant of the day on or rant of the podcast for the Houston Rockets because I don't see them being that good. Right. I, I or they're good right now, but I don't see them it translating in the postseason. I mean, that's we'll all. just have to wait and see. But overall, I think we could say. Kudos to James Harden for making that statement. If you're a Houston Rockets fan, you gotta love it. Um, let's move on to, uh, you know, somebody I, I hate in the NBA. He's actually one of my most hated players, Zaza I, Pachulia. Co- collectively, I think every NBA fan hates Zaza he's Pachulia. Just, he's, he gets me in, like, such a frustration when I look at him playing 2K in his little player card picture. It just frustrates me. <laughs> just look at I have to get him. I have to get rid of him on any roster that I have because Zaza just pisses me off. In addition to that, let's go back to what he did to Russell Westbrook. It seems to me that it was clear that he tried to injure him like he's done in the past with Kawhi Leonard and other NBA players. I just hate it. I hate it, Rob. Yeah. That's not basketball Z- move. Zaza, I mean. <laughs> Basketball's a community. If you look Come at on. If you looked at the, what he did against OKC, and I, who was the player in that? I think it may have been Andre Iguodala or maybe. No, it was, I think it was Nick it Young. It was Nick Young. It was Nick Young. It was Nick Young. And they got tangled together and Westbrook fell and then Zaza. It's like, dude, you're a professional athlete. You gotta have some kind of coordination to allow you not to fall that stupidly. No, he's on, on Russell Westbrook. And Westbrook, his comments after the game, as he should yeah. be, like he said last time when Zaza was doing the funny business with him again. He he's just a he's a goofy player. He's really not that good. I think they should just put Javale McGee in the starting lineup and just doesn't Javale have like the asthma. That's why he can't play that many minutes. I don't know if that's that's. A, I, I still think they should have got Kyle O'Quinn, but whatever. Zaza, I don't even know why he should be in that lineup on that roster. I would even go with a small lineup and just be like, let's put KD at the five or like Jordan Bell at the four and put him in. I don't know. But Zaza, it's an issue, and they got to really, – NBA's got to crack down on it. And he got a little bit of karma when Steph Curry went up for – a uh, layup, not a dunk, but a layup. Steph Curry doesn't dunk. Yeah, that's funny, right? Yeah. Uh, so he went up for a layup, and he rolled his ankle on Zaza. I don't, I'm not sure if it came out if he's playing the game tonight, but he went up and he rolled his ankle on Zaza because Zaza just, you know, his body coordination and everything, just how he is under the paint isn't very good, and he's not a very good he doesn't have good body control, and he went over and got into Steph Curry's lane, and Curry rolled his ankle pretty bad. If you look at it, it was like, ooh, it's one of those, good. ah, that's you know not good for Steph, but like in terms of Zaza and the karma for the 
Warriors, you'll be like, eh, you know, that's what happens when you got a guy on like that on the court. And the thing that he did against Kawhi Leonard last year, that was ridiculous. Oh, unbelievable. That was ridiculous. He's such a dirty player, and, and I just don't get it. Like I don't get how the league doesn't find him. And the more that these got more of the complaints that are coming out from the players, like Russ, I think more action will be taken on Zaza if it does happen again. And I think it is bound to happen again. So Adam Silver may make some changes or some fines or anything, but I don't. I don't really think it should hurt Zaza's bank account too bad. But they're all NBA players. But yeah, he's got. There's got to be some kind of line drawn. Line like, drawn for him because it's it's getting a bit aggressive with Zaza. It's like how certain players don't get a flopping. They don't get called for flop anymore. Like for an offensive foul. Like yeah. Marcus Smart, for example. People know that he's a a well known flopper. Yeah. So or like not Draymond, call it on. Or, like or Draymond, Draymond too, when yeah. he kicks everybody in the balls, right? Yeah, so it's interesting. You want to head on to your studs and bums of the week? All right, here's Nick with this week's fantasy studs and bums. Yeah, let's get right into it. We'll start off with a uh, international man down in Orlando. He's <laughs> uh, he came back from injury, Mister Nikola. Vucevic, and he's been he's been balling out. He's been he's a double 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 machine. double machine. Yeah, he's been averaging around like seventeen points a game with nine rebounds, which I mean, which is great from the center position, especially in this uh, fantasy basketball playoff push. Or if you've started your playoffs, because I know somebody know some people that started in the league already playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll definitely help you. He'll definitely help you win games, and he's a uh, He's a pretty good player to have. Another guy that I have, he's a deep sleeper, uh, Jarrell Martin. He is a stud. Pay attention, everybody. Play, this yes. is a deep sleeper, especially playoffs coming up, and you got some injuries, especially like I have Jimmy Butler out for the playoffs, and I'm heading in there. I have an okay roster, but guys like Jarrell Martin will really help you out. Yeah, so Jarrell Martin, former LSU man, you know he's currently averaging only 21 minutes, but seven points and four rebounds. Especially now with Marcus Souls probably gonna get rest because the season's over for him. There's a lot of turmoil there. He's gonna play. Uh, Jermichael Green hasn't lived up to what I thought. He's probably I think he's hurt actually. Jarrell Martin gets minutes and he's been putting up in the last three games, 19 and 11, 16 and 7, 16 and 6, and five assists too. So he's definitely a player to pick up and have in this late playoff push. Uh, let's move on to. Did the- you wait? Hold on. Did you see? Uh, did you? <laughs> This is a funny note. Did you see the thing about the Memphis player that got pulled up from like the G League? The, oh, they had like literally like six players on the lineup playing with that were undrafted, and then really? like one of the players didn't even get a name on the back of his jersey. Oh man! I mean, and they listen, just gave him twenty six, and it was like, oh, you're so disrespectful. When times are tough, I I thought that was mad funny. It was just like memphis is just taking a turn for the worst especially like we had them as like a good team this year but they had a lot of injuries when you lose zebo and you lose the grind father and vince carter and vince carter you you know your veterans make a big a big uh big impact also since we're talking about memphis side note palgasol shut up when he's talking about how he feels uh marcus has gotten robbed yeah come on shut up it's an nba he decided he decided to sign the extension no, just no. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the bums. We'll start off with uh, Robert Covington. Big shot, Bob. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a big shot because he's averaging 32 minutes and only 13 points. Yeah. I, I, I. Okay, before, just my, like, disclaimer, even though he may be a bum this week, I think he's a guy that still could 
get his numbers and get his back. Well, hopefully where, he where does. You want him because he's a bum. For Philly, Philly's been playing well lately, but he hasn't really been the contributor that you wanted. No, so. yeah, Philly's been actually balling out, but their players like the Robert Coventry's numbers have gone down. I will say JJ Reddick's numbers have gone up. He's a guy to look at. He's a stud. But it fluctuates. Yeah, with Philly. It does. Uh, another guy that's a bum. I think I don't know if we've had him on before, but. Portland's in the three seed. Oh, no, we have definitely have Evan Turner on. I think we like maybe a couple weeks ago, but he deserves to be on it yeah. back again because— Especially because Portland's been balling out and they're the number three seed now in the West. Evan Turner is a bum. Oh, my God. Like, look like, at his numbers. Bad. He had zero points in a game. He has zero assists, points, zero points, two points, five points, two points, six points. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Evan Turner. Get yourself— Man, get yourself back to Boston because that's gave, where you were only playing good. Like gave him a lot of money to Portland. Wow. That sucks, but still terrible call. I mean, yeah, damn, yeah. Damn. The, he's just a bad player too. But look for Robert Covington to maybe pick it up a little bit, a little bit in the next couple weeks. Yeah. I think I think it, it'll it'll be different with all the Philly guys and it'll, it'll kind of flip flop from guys to guys. So those were his studs and bums of the week. We got another topic, the NBA officials. Everyone's complaining about the officials and everything needs to change and it's like not make the right sport. calls. Yeah, and it, this is this is just the point. It's like because everyone was being vocal, like Paul George, LeBron, and Melo were all being public with their with the calls. It's like LeBron, Melo, Paul George. Let's there's a they have a lot to do. I will say, like watching the games, you're like okay, like when they get all these ticky tack fouls. But it's become so mainstream now that, like, you just see it all the time that you're not even surprised nope. anymore by a foul. So it's like that's what David Stern, when he when they wanted to clean up the game, they wanted it to be. And it's like you players wanted it to be what it is. And you didn't, you know, when you go, you can't have it both ways, basically. Listen. Because, I don't know. It's just Rob, dumb. I will say that when David Stern cleaned up the NBA – and I'm about to go on a big time rant. All right. You. When David Stern cleaned up the NBA, and like, it's just so frustrating to me how how soft these players are. Soft. So soft. We're talking about LeBron James, who's a 280 pound, six nine freak of an athlete, and he cries about the littlest touches. Oh, I got Draymond Green the too. All these superstars in the 90s. This ain't. You're not gonna get calls for that. No. And you know what it is. It's ruining the game for the young kids. AAU basketball, if you look, they, everybody cries to the ref yeah. for everything. They literally ruin the they ruin the game for referees and for, like, look, oh, man, my mind's blown by, like, these little kids are growing up just wanting to shoot threes and get fouls every time exactly. they go to the hoop. And that, it just, come on. That's the point that needs to be made here. It's like, everyone, why is it becoming more of a three-point oriented game? It's because... Of the foul calls, everybody's like, soft. Everyone, too. everyone's soft. They want to, sh- they want to be like Steph Curry. They want to shoot on the perimeter. They don't really like going to the basket as much. That's what it is now, and I think that the the look of the NBA and David Stern wanting to clean it up is w- what had has had an effect on the like you said the AAU, the younger younger kids, high school, everything like that. That's ha- that's what had the effect, and now it's just. A perimeter-oriented game, and really, it's like Paul George, LeBron, Melo. You could say whatever you want about the officials, but this is what you've asked for. When you do get hit hard, you're like, "Oh, it's got to be." You can't have it both ways, basically. Yeah. And Paul George and LeBron, Melo, 
just let's let's calm it down. They got a job to do as well. You guys are making the big bucks. Let's let's just let's just pipe it down a little bit. Yeah, okay? it's insane. It's insane. It's ruining the game. It is. So I'm gonna go back to our other with the segment we introduced last week. Free throws. We got a couple funny funny things mixed in here with some impressive impressive uh, topics that have yep. happened. One surprise. We'll start off with the really impressive one. Kobe wins an Oscar. Yeah, that I was mean, something, man. For uh, best short am- animated film. I think it was done by Bleach, helped by with Bleacher Report, I believe. I think that's what Kobe were, or it may House be House of part- Highlights, maybe. Yeah, it was it was one of those because uh, like Kobe invested in it or something along those lines, and it was. A, I watched a little bit of it, or I watched it, and it was really good. And Kobe came out during the Oscars and talked about the shut up and dribble thing and all that and the political stuff. But he, uh, that's really impressive. It's like add it hey, to the resume. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Looking at uh yeah exactly add it to the resume the real goat Jordan and LeBron you got yourself a couple championships okay I got an Oscar yeah big. I mean well it's a big that Oscar is like the Larry O'Brien Trophy of oh yeah it is of acting oh absolutely um so listen Jordan and Space Jam didn't get anything LeBron and Trainwreck Ooh, was turned LeBron yeah. LeBron and Trainwreck was absolutely garbage. and LeBron PSA so, or, Note to LeBron, please don't do Space Jam 2. We don't know. <laughs> what a dope. What a maroon. No. Listen, we don't need Kobe, it. Kobe, congrats to him. It was great. You know? Yeah. A good free throw. It is a good free throw. Let's and go. now another hilarious one of a guy that needs to be shipped off in Cleveland and said that he should have been shipped off at the trade deadline. J.R. Smith throws a, a bowl of soup at an official or not an official he that would be something if he just went over yeah, went over much. he threw it at an assistant coach but imagine if i could see it happening jr getting so mad at an official that he goes over to he's a guy else. eating food and he just whips it right at the official but he threw it at, at one of the assistant coaches no soup for you and he got that's what happened that's how he got one of his uh suspensions handed down from uh the team good yeah exactly like JR is he's been a loose cannon forever. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's so lovable when he takes his shirt off at the parade." Big whoop. I was literally about he's to say that. He's always been uh, just watching him from the Knicks. He obviously he did really well when he was the sixth man of the year and I really liked that year with JR and he played awesome. He did. But he's a loose cannon. He's like one of those guys like Lance Stevenson. I throw Bobby Portis in that situation. Hey. They're just loose cannons. Well, listen. JR, he was on top after he won that championship, and since then he's he's been a cancer, just absolutely insane type of guy. Like his personality, he's I don't know why Cleveland still has him on the roster. They got rid of Shumpert, thank God, and Dwayne Wade. You know, I think JR should have been shipped off in that deal oh, as absolutely. well somewhere. They but got rid of literally every bad bad piece of the puzzle. Bad egg, yeah. But they miss, they miss one at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, maybe they JR's like that. They, JR is an X factor. Yeah, sometimes. maybe LeBron's just like, oh, we like him a lot. So we'll yeah, keep probably, him on the roster. Yeah. Well, talking about LeBron, let's move on to our next free throw. You know, LeBron's uh, billboard in Philly. and He was flattered. He's flattered. I he, mean, yeah. LeBron, LeBron, it looks pretty convincing. Philadelphia might be the city. They win, they win the Super Bowl, and now Philly's trying to get everything. They even might get tra- Mike Trout soon. But, like, it's insane. It's insane if you think about it. I, I, yeah, well, 
You know what, Rob? It does make sense. It does make sense to stay in the East. But can I remind you that I was one that said of one of his destinations that makes a lot of sense in the Eastern Conference. I was like, oh, he's going to move to the Western Conference. No, not going to happen because LeBron doesn't want to handle that heat. He doesn't want that kind of noise. Just saying. He's not going to want to deal with the Western Conference. No, he shouldn't. So he wants to stay in the East. And my prediction is this year that he's going to go to Philadelphia. Good. That's that's just what it that that'll be a, a pretty serious team. Yeah, it would. It'll be a serious team if he goes there. Uh, moving on to another free throw, one and done rule may be changed or may not changed by the NBA, but if the one and done rule is eliminated by the NCAA, the NBA is preparing for kind of like a G League situation and helping out the high top high school players to directly go to the NBA from like a G League farm system kind of like baseball where they take you know they have your minor league your double a triple a i don't know if they'd like have that many teams but they would use the d league or the g league affiliates to help the uh top high school talent to get to the nba i don't think it's going to work just because it's basically eliminating college basketball exactly and no big time recruit is going to be like you know what i want to go play in the nba g league other than playing at Duke or North Carolina. Well, it depends if they're getting paid. If they're good enough, not everyone's LeBron James or Zion Williamson or Kobe Bryant or these guys that are just freak talents that you know is going to go to the NBA and be successful, or not necessarily be successful, but that are like surefire like guys that will make an impact. And the G League, you know, it's good for like the, the middle tier guys, but... No, no real, no real Listen, big time guys are going to be like, I want to go there instead Rob, of college basketball. They, I think they'd rather deal with the BS that happens with the NCAA. Rob, listen, uh, it's all about money. It's all about money. The NCAA won't do this because they're going to lose so much money if they get rid of college basketball. Because if they're paying like these young kids out of high school to go to the G, like a developmental league, mm-hmm. there's no chance they go to college to get. I don't think so. I think they're definitely going to go run for money. Yeah. And you're going to see a lot of kids that don't that aren't going to make that transition right away to the NBA. Oh, yeah. And it's going to ruin that. They're going to be – I think it's going to ruin even more the talent because, yeah. like, the one-and-done thing has shown that there's not as good NBA talent. And then if you just eliminate that, there's going to be even worse talent and worse overall play. So that's – that the one-and-done thing rule being changed and then the nba it's it's a good theory by the nba and i I like how they're making an effort to try and change stuff but i think it's just going to fall short and not be not be something for real some more notes and some more uh more free throws uh cory brewer waved and uh by the lakers and then signed with the thunder i think that's a good pickup for them ursan Ilyasova back to the sixers solid player trevor booker got waved by the six or bought out by the sixers and he's headed to Indiana, so that's another good veteran for Indiana to add to the roster. Nice. And then the bum that is Tristan Thompson is out for a period of time with a sprained ankle. That might be a blessing in disguise. Uh, yes, that's what exactly what I was thinking because he sucks. He's t- so terrible. I think that getting anyone else in his roster position would be quite beneficial to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So let's move on to our big man on campus of the week. Nick, uh, just a thing to say before we head into it next week we'll be doing our march madness 
special preview and for the next couple weeks we'll we'll sprinkle in some NBA talk if any big news kind of happens but we're getting into March Madness the conference tournament conference tournaments are starting so it's going to be a lot of NCAA talk going to get you guys prepared for the brackets and everything and where you, where you may look for the matchups right after selection Sunday which is this Sunday can't so be, wait can't wait be sure to look for that and be sure to watch college basketball because it's going to be a fun time. So, Who's the BMOC? Let's find out. This week's big man on campus is uh, Devontae Graham, Kansas Jayhawks. Been averaging 17.6 points per game, four rebounds per game, and a, a really good 7.2 assists per game. One of the best in the nation. One of the best in the nation. He's up for uh, player of the year. Player of the year, yep. And uh, his past games against Oklahoma State in a loss. It was, it was a bad loss. They lost by, like, 20. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had 15 points, eight, eight assists, one rebound. Solid game. And then uh, the game before, he had 10 points, 11 uh, assists. So he's a really good passer uh, against Texas, and they that was, a, that was a dub for them. And then the game before, he had 26. Game before that, 23. So he's a really good player, and he's a guy – I think that he's a senior, so he's kind of – I don't want to say he's going to be – I don't think he's going to be a lottery guy. No. No. Probably not. But he's a guy that could definitely go first round, maybe early second round. But he's a guy that's playing really good headed into the tournament. And uh, where, where do you kind of see Kansas in the – Yeah, I could see him as uh, as high as a number one seed. Yeah. Because if they win the Big 12 tournament, then they'll probably count, They'll probably get a number one seed because it is the best conference, which we've uh, said multiple times. However, if they do lose, because you never know, never it's a know. year full of upsets, they possibly could move down to a number three, two or three seed. But yeah, I could see them getting the two mat, two two at the min, one at the max. You know, they're a good basketball team. I could see them making a little push. You never know, or getting upset at fifteen. But that's uh, that's how the year's been for this young. I mean, he's a senior, Graham. He uh, you know, he's definitely they're all wanted, young. Yeah, <laughs> you know he definitely he's balled out all year. He's their guy, seventeen and seven, and hopefully he can continue it in the playoffs and make it entertaining for us to watch. Um, yeah, so as Rob, you know that'll wrap up the episode. As Rob mentioned, we got a big uh, March Madness podcast dropping. A good amount of March Madness. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll yeah, start we'll continue it, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely continue it. But next week is going to be like a, a kind of like a preview special for. We'll tackle the uh, big. The big question. Yes. We'll tackle the first bracket when they release it. We'll tackle the 64 team thing and um, give us our insight and our opinions. We'll post our specific brackets, my bracket and Rob's bracket, on our Instagram account and Twitter, which you could follow us at Talking True Hoops. And uh, yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. You've been listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Once again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week for more basketball talk on Talking True Hoops.